Uh, joined in the studio now by Talia. Talia, thanks for coming along today. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to be here. A pleasure to have you here. Uh, your career is amazing. We're going to talk about your career because you started so young. But I want to start now. 22 <laughs> songs in 2022 and they're all cover versions yes so i thought why not do songs that everybody loves and what i love is nothing better than singing your favorite songs and this is people that have inspired you over the years or is it a kind of mixture of both it's sort of the things that i love to sing artists that i admire and look up to and also just things that make everybody feel good you know i think there are so many covers out there that are just amazing it's nice to give them a bit of a platform to other artists to do and to give People feel good vibes, and it's just a nice thing to do in a current climate where yeah. everything's a bit serious. Yes. Just a bit of lighthearted. And you cross over different music. music genres. Yes, lots of different music genres, from okay. very sort of slow beats to some covers of R and B, all the way back to the Beatles. So it's all very eclectic mix. What do you listen to most at home? That is a good question because I like to listen to sort of. 90s R&B is a big, big favourite. Right. I have that on a lot at home, too much to my boyfriend's dismay. <laughs> and um, But then I also love listening to sort of the musical classics, get that from my mother, I think. Um, so a bit of Elaine Page's sort of stuff that she does on all the musicals. Oh, I love that, yes. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big mix. My, uh, if I ever put my phone on with a, with a mix of all my music, it's, it's a real jumble of what you're going to get. That's so bunch cool. of songs. It is, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one to know what's going to come And you said you got a little bit of a log jam in getting the 22 done, which is quite, I mean, 22 songs is a lot of songs. It is a lot of songs. Ha, ha, what have you done so far? What, talk, talk us through some of the numbers so that you've we've, recorded. So we've done, so we've done about 10 so far that have, some have been good. recorded. Ten most, more weeks to go. Ten more weeks to go. <laughs> it's one, one a week. week. Yeah, That'd one a week. Fine. And uh, most of them have. Well, all of them have been recorded, but not all of them have been released yet. So I think December is going to be a time of year where oh, be... we sort of put out a song yeah, every other day and just and see ace. what happens. But we've sort of done. We've done some Carrie Underwood. Uh, she's one of my absolute favourite people ever. I think she's amazing. And um, yeah, we've done some Beatles, which is the next one that's going to be released. Okay. Um, and yeah, we've done some Jasmine Saunders again with the nineties R and B. We've done we've done all sorts. There's a there's a real mix in there. Hopefully, it's it, the aim is that everybody will listen to it and yeah. have something that they like. Yeah, Fantastic. kind of like my music, just a bit of everything, really. And you, um, we'll play a first track in a moment that you've chosen. Um, tell us about though then a little bit about the past because you started in the music industry when you were how old? When I was sixteen. Yeah, and, yeah very. And young. When I say start, <laughs> was that when you got your first contract? It was. So I kind of rolled out of school and went straight on tour. Um, so it was a bit of a, everything was very fast paced. And I was at a school which was just very focused on academics and sports. And then I, which school was I, I went to school called Epsom College, oh, which yeah, is an Epsom absolutely wonderful school. Um, and yeah, they're very academic, very focused on sports, music, drama, not really their, their thing. And um, I actually met my manager at the time in Starbucks, would you believe, on Cobham High Street. Um, I was singing <laughs> in the queue, as you do, uh, just to myself. And he tapped me on the shoulder and, and asked if I, was, uh, if I was a singer. And I said, uh, not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still at school. And he said that he was a record producer, gave me his card. And did you believe that was him? It? Were no. you like, yeah, right. Okay. I did not believe him. And I was standing with my mother at the time. And she did not believe him either. No, and yeah. she was very confused as to why this man him out was talking was real, to me. Because, I mean, the chances exactly. of that, I mean, that's everyone's, every singer's dream. It, it was a very a surreal queue, moment. Yeah, having a cup of coffee. Surreal. Exactly. Happened to be humming a tune or singing it. And somebody says, that's yeah, a great voice. Good. Yeah. He said, was that you singing? And I kind of turned around and looked behind me and I was like, yeah, I guess it was. I guess I was singing in the queue at Starbucks, actually. And yeah, we went off and um, we Googled him and he turned out to be a yeah, very, very big record producer. And within a month of, of that meeting, I'd sort of gone down to see him 
sang a few more songs and, and was whisked off to record an album. And, and where did you go to record? So we, I got flown to America, to Philadelphia, and I recorded a 12-track album with uh, Timberland's production oh, wow. team out there. And yeah, I was 16, so kind this of... This is a fairy tale, isn't it? It, it's it just really was. I bet you were pinching it yourself really at times. Especially you? because all of my friends were at school doing, yes. their, just doing their A-levels. Yes. And I was, I was sort of singing <laughs> singing all over the world. Um, it was, I was very, very lucky. Yeah, most people go into the local bank or the hairdresser yeah. to work and you <laughs> exactly. go off to Philadelphia and record an album yeah. at 16. Yeah, it's just casually. Bad. Yeah, it was, uh, it was amazing. And I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for all the opportunities that it's, it's sort of brought over the past 10 years but it just it's yeah it was a long time ago now but you know that must have been so difficult to cope with that success at that early age it was and I and I kind of had no idea really what was going on I sort of knew that it wasn't normal what was happening but when you're that age you sort of think you know everything anyway Mm -hmm. and I sort of thought this is it yeah that was it you know this was amazing yeah and I kind of thought this sort of stuff could happen to anybody yeah and it wasn't till I kind of came home and realised when I went on tour, because I went on tour straight away with JLS at the time. And that was when I think I realised that it was all a bit wild because all my friends were in the audience coming to see, <laughs> coming to see JLS and there was me. And what me. venues were you at then? So we, we went on their European tour. So we went everywhere. Wow. We went, we were sort of at the Hammersmith Apollo. Yep. We went to the O2 in Ireland. So on my 17th birthday, I performed in front of 25,000 people. Jeepers. And again, my face was on the big screen. <laughs> and my mum my was in the audience. My dad was there. My sister, everyone came down. Oh, and it was awesome. a, yeah, it was an, it was an amazing birthday. One to remember. And how do you get across? I mean, did you have any nerves? Like when you sort of think of the number of people you were sort of performing to? Strangely, do you know what? It's for me personally, it's more nerve wracking singing in front of five people right. than yeah. it is singing in front of a huge crowd. Because yeah. Yeah. also you've got bright lights. You can't really, really see anyone. Yeah. until they bring the lights up on the audience and you suddenly go oh there's a lot of people there <laughs> hello everyone <laughs> uh, should we play some of your music what's Please. the first track that you've chosen for us so the first track is one of my favorite songs of all time it's called before he cheats by the amazing carrie underwood and this is my version Probably slow dancing with a bleach blonde tramp And she's probably getting frisky Right now, he's probably buying her something fruity little drink Cause she can't shoot a whiskey Right now, he's probably up behind her with a pool stick Showing her how to shoot a combo And he don't know Probably up singing some white trash version of Shania karaoke. Right now, she's probably singing, I'm drunk. And he's a thinking that he's gonna get lucky. Right now, he's probably dabbing on three dollars worth of that bathroom holo. Oh, and he don't know. Oh, and I take my kid to the side of his pretty little soup. To his leather seat 
Uh, before he cheats, that's uh, Talia Jansen. Uh, Talia's with us in the studio today. Um, you got those out on YouTube only, is that right? Or are they? Yes, so it's, they're all on YouTube, they're all on social, so they're on Facebook, Instagram. And we're looking into hopefully getting it released as a covers album, but there's a lot of, lot of logistics to go into that. Crazy, so yeah. TBC, but yeah. that's the plan eventually. So what do people do to um, find you on social and uh, YouTube and things like that? Well, luckily, there's only one of me. There's only one Talia Jansen. Well done, well done Mummy, for yeah, a good yes. name. Yeah, thanks so much, Debbie, for that one. Um, yes, yeah, so it just, it's just my name, which is Talia Talia. Jansen on all socials, which makes it Fantastic. nice and easy. Absolutely. But yeah, anyone can give me a follow, keep up to date with all the things. There's Absolutely. lots that goes on on there. So worth a follow. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. 100%. So you were saying when you were touring, um, after touring, then you sort of hit West End, which is pretty amazing. Yes, yeah, I was very, very lucky. I um, kind of was on tour for a year, year and a half with diff- various different people. And after that, I kind of wanted a bit of a break from that side yeah. of industry and sort of auditioned for a couple of things and ended up getting into the West End with some very, with some very cool shows and was and did that for three years sort of after I came back from touring. Which is probably quite different, isn't it? Because then you've got the different sizes of audiences. Yes, it's exhausting. Yeah, Is it Absolutely really? Absolutely Is it more exhausting doing West End? A hundred percent. Really? It's knackering because, and I think, you know, a lot of people don't realise it's, no. it's just you do 10 shows a week yes. and it's having to put on that full show mode yeah every day yeah even if you're not feeling great you know there's yeah. sort of the show must go on yes, mentality absolutely. you don't have the whole day just to to sit around you you do matinees and it's yeah. it's it's very very high energy and it's a lot of effort yeah. but it's it is amazing there's no feeling like it really and when you're singing that consistently because you've got to sing sometimes twice a day yes do you need vocal coaching? Because presumably it's like any muscle, you must get really tired. Yes, 100%. And you've got to, you know, it, there's a lot of pictures of sort of people in the West End who have these big machines, like these big machines yeah. that are like, you put them on your face <laughs> yes. and you look like Darth Vader yes. a little bit yeah. and they just sort of clear out all your senses. But no, it's 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 really important. And I'm very lucky that I have an amazing vocal coach who I absolutely adore called David Grant. And he he's amazing. And I've been with him for a few years so now. So it's a singer, David Grant. David Grant, yes. And he's married to Carrie Grant. Yeah. And Yes, so he—he's my voice coach, and he is just absolutely phenomenal. And he gives me a lot of exercises and things to keep me in check. Really important. Really, really important is, like you said, it's a muscle, so you've got to got to keep it warmed up, got to keep it moving all the time, in order to do the best. Yes. Now you you come from a, a family with an entertainment background. 
Yes, to put it lightly. <laughs> so tell us, tell us about family and uh, tell us what it was like as, as a kid growing up. Well, so my mother is called Debbie Arnold. She's actually saved in my phone as TV's Debbie Arnold. Um, she she's a British actress and she's she's the soap queen. She's done everything. She's she was in EastEnders, Coronation Street, Hollyoaks when it very first started, um, and she. She's just, she's amazing. She walks into a room and you know instantly that she's an actress. She's mm. just incredibly glamorous, beautiful, and she's very, very talented. And she's um, just now, she's just finished filming um, a new TV series, which is coming out soon. I won't say too much in case I'm not allowed to. Yeah. Um, and she's also going back on stage uh, early next year as well. So she's she's still bright she's and busy. so busy. And yeah, she's she? amazing. She's great. She is. She is wild. She yeah. is a crazy, crazy <laughs> woman. And I love her for it. And what's lovely, when you look at the, the social media pictures of you and your mum and your sister, you all seem to get on so well. We are all best friends. We're like the three musketeers. Tears. Um, we, we've had an amazing relationship all our lives. We're, we're so lucky that we, we're a really close family. And I think all of us, because we're all in the same industry, we're kind of all a bit mental yes. in a good way. And so we, we all just have a laugh. And I think that's the most important thing. We are genuinely all friends as well as being related. <laughs> and you've been attending some events with, with mum recently, I think, haven't you? Some, we have, yes. Some television events. Television events, fancy events where we get to wear nice dresses. Yeah, so we, um, <laughs> we went to the National Television Awards a couple of weeks ago, um, which was amazing. My mum was invited and I was her her, uh, her tag along, her, her plus one, one. <laughs> which I was very, very happy about. Um, my sister, unfortunately, couldn't make that one because she's just had a baby. Oh, so she's your auntie. Yes, I'm an auntie for the third time. Oh, got, she's got three boys now. Oh, wow. So, yeah, she's got a proper clan going on. But, yeah, so we went to the TV awards and then we went to the uh, Best Hero Awards a couple of weeks ago, uh, which was amazing about all the sort of like unsung heroes of of. 2022 yeah. um who was it was an incredible evening and then we're off to another nice charity event next week which is uh children for cancer and we we're going to be having a nice table there with a bunch of with a bunch lovely. of people and it's going to be yeah it's going to be lovely and mum started off in the world of impressions she from did. memory talking yes, to did. debbie a You're few right. times um you well, she also does voiceovers of course you do voiceovers as well yes so as well as a family of actors we are all a family of voices as well so we do yeah voiceovers for radio tv cinema online anything that you need a voice for really we've kind of yeah we and what have you that. done well, I've been doing them for a very long time. I've been doing them since I could talk, really. My mum pushed us straight into a studio. Um, we, and they were called gurgle-overs then because we just used to be babies gurgling on the on the microphones. But um, So I've been doing them properly since I was about eight. Okay. Um, and over the years, I've been very lucky enough to do voiceovers for people like uh, Coca-Cola, Diet Coke, uh, New Balance, um, all the like, BBC, uh, Made in Chelsea kind of stuff, um, as well as big cinema campaigns yeah which was things like new balance they were a big cinema campaign that i did um mcdonald's anything really tampax we my mum likes to um to make a joke that we are like the kardashians of, of tampax in our family because there was one point where my mum was doing tenor adverts for tv i was doing body form and my sister was doing always so we just oh, had hilarious. everything covered on a, on the tv which was which is great do you go through an agency for that have you got an agent yes i've got an agent we're actually we're all with the same agency um called another tongue and there are very very old prestigious voiceover agent in london and they're right in the heart of soho they're very cool oh very good and you've done some telly as well yourself a little bit 
Do you not like it? <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I love it. I love it. It's just um, the TV that I've done is a little bit different to the things that my uh, my dad, my mother, and my sister have done. I have done a little bit of reality stuff um, over the years, which has been Let, very. Let's talk nice. about that. Wow. What were you in? Oh, that's no. so Come cool. on, let's let's talk about the fact that my researcher told me that you were in Surrey Hills. Oh goodness, right? Surrey Hills was very funny. <laughs> so a long time. This this is probably. Eight years ago, they um, there was a production company that wanted to do a TV show about Surrey. And, you know, kind of similar to Made in Chelsea and The Only Way is Essex. Yeah. About all of the, the weird and wonderful people that live here. The PR and around it was huge, by the way. It was huge. It was everywhere. It was. Um, and there was a group of us who sort of they asked to go on it because we were all just in... Cobham the whole time basically and yeah we did a we did a pilot which was very amusing and we ended up doing a few sort of like spin-off teaser episodes and it it went online and it was going to be picked up to go on on tv but then the uh, producers had uh they had differences shall we say they had differences in where they wanted it to go uh, so it ended up not going in not annoying. going the full the full <laughs> hog but it um yeah the, the clips that are that i do have of me on it are very very amusing and uh, my friends do not let me live it down. No. I bet they do. <laughs> and good for them. Uh, but the people that were in it with you, were they your buddies or were they... Yeah, they were yeah. friends and we all, we're all still sort of friends now. Um, everyone's kind of grown yeah, up. And they all hang out in Reading Waybridge. They, do. Yeah. they, they yeah. do. They still hang out there, yes. <laughs> oh, do they? Yeah, they do. I, I mean, I've sadly moved moved out of, of Waybridge area, but they do still, they were still there. And we're all still friends, you know, we all still keep in touch and laugh and reminisce about the uh, about the times that we had on. And any, any other TV that you've done? I've done a couple of bits. So I was on Celebs Go Dating for a short period of time, which was amusing, not as the celebrity, uh, <laughs> uh, as sort of the entertainment in uh, in the show, which was cool. Okay. And then I did a show called Five Star Hotel, which is actually on Netflix. And it's um, hilarious. It's about a bunch of celebrities who run a hotel and the people that come in and see whether they've got what it takes, basically. Okay, to, right. to that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so it's, again, very amusing to look back on. And that's, yeah, it's on Netflix, which is which is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's very funny. Awesome. Time for some more music from you, I think. <laughs> uh, what track have you chosen now for us? Um, next track is by the amazing Adele. It's my version of her song, Oh My God. I ain't got too much time to spare But I'll make time for you to show how much I care Wish that I let you break my walls But I'm still spinning out of control from the fall Boy, you give good love, I won't lie It's what keeps me coming back even though I'm terrified I know that it's wrong Behind, I 
Uh, Talia Jansen and a track called Oh My God, It's the uh, Adele song. She'd be proud of that, I think, actually. Thanks very much. I think that's very I think good. It's awesome. <laughs> a great yeah, song. You. Uh, you've chosen a very simple format for the videos, by the way. You've just chosen literally to be in the leather sofa chair yes. singing. Um, deliberate, just to keep things... Deliberate, yeah. it was uh, The whole thing was, was is called Take a Seat Sessions, and it's kind oh, of nice. just about having me singing some songs, sitting down, nothing no big production or anything around it just so it's because that's kind of my favorite way to sing mm-hmm. really is not sitting down on a leather chair but <laughs> just having just sort of acoustic live lounge sort of feel is like one of my favorite ways of singing so i thought i'd put it across very good mm. uh, let, let's talk again you were saying that that success came really really early so you were you were 16 you go on tour and it was not just jls what other bands you toured with as well yes yeah so i was i we went on tour with jls and then after that we went on tour with n-dubs this is and they've all recently come back which is amazing yeah i uh, went on tour with n-dubs um we went on tour with peter andre we uh we wow. supported bass hunter we, we there was a yeah pitbull in the end and it was yeah it was amazing so amazing. that success went on for how long so it, it from when i started so from when i left school when i was 16 it I kind of went on till i was about 2021 20, so a good few years yeah and um and then i kind of just got a bit I was in a girl group at the time. So, so I had some girl, the girl group, oh, by the way. I, I was hoping you would ask me that question. <laughs> you shouldn't have you should set yourself up I there. Find it on the internet. I know, well. I, you don't. don't. <laughs> so it's been the, removed. the girl group, oh, goodness me. The girl group was called Facebook. And the reason was because we'd all met on Facebook, was okay. apparently the story behind it. It's a reason, it? it's a purpose. Yeah. And uh, it was all a bit, it was going to be a big, you know, oh, we're going to get sued by Facebook, which obviously never <laughs> happened. And yeah, so that was the name of the group, which was terrible. But the group, itself was great and we kind of were like 
a British version of the Pussycat Dolls was what they were trying to go mm-hmm. for. Okay. Um, so I was the singer and then I kind of had dancers and backing, backing vocalists behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, yeah, we had a great time and we sort of toured all over the place and I just got a little bit sort of not tired, but it wasn't really me being in a band. So I sort of decided that I would Beyonce it and, and try it on my own instead. And, and that was it. And then from then I came out of touring and I thought I'd just stay stay home for a while so auditioned for west end and then went into it that way okay and the ambition now i mean now you're a little more mature because you're still very young really thanks Um, (laughs) you are um but what's the ambition now because you're going doing the cover songs this year yes um what's next year going to look like so we're doing the covers this year and that is to get some momentum and just sort of get my name back out there as an artist because like you said I was very young when it all sort of kicked off and then I sort of took a few years out of the spotlight for a want of a better word and went West End way so I kind of came back out of it and the pandemic was obviously a strange time where everything kind of shut down and I came out of it just wanting to sing the songs that I love and that people know and it's very easy for people to listen to covers because obviously they know mm-hmm. them so that way it kind of builds up momentum gets people to sort of know who i am again and yep. get some new followers and new fans to come and see me do music and i've been sort of gigging around london and things uh with with these covers and it's and it's going really well and people love it and then the aim is next year to record a new album of things of the songs actually that are mine um working with some really cool producers and writers to make an amazing album which is the aim to hopefully be released at the end of next year. And you enjoy the process of writing? I love it. I mean, I so I've done not that much writing in my career and I'm now starting to work with songwriters and people are just so talented. Mm. I'm just in awe of some people's ability to write these, um, this amazing music and I just feel very privileged to be able to, to sing it and work with them. And where will you go to record the next album then? Same. It's in the UK, so it's going to be here, um, and it's with a sort of a smaller record company, um, which are independent for small artists. So we're going to be doing that here in the UK, and then who knows where it will take me. Maybe we'll end up going abroad again, but it's it's quite nice to, to stay home. I've had a lot of my career being elsewhere, so it's nice to be in the UK. And the style that you'll choose that'll be for you, yes. to identify you, yes. what's that going to be like? So it's my style is this kind of... R&B, soulful R&B is how I'd like to describe to people what I sound like who haven't heard me before. So it's all going to be, it's going to be quite an eclectic mix again of different, of different styles and different things. But the main theme throughout it is going to be more of just like a soulful album of meaningful songs as opposed to pop songs, which is what I used to sing, especially when I was on tour. So it's just nice to be able to have... Definitely maturing a little bit. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Proof of the puddings. (laughs) Exactly. But it's it's, going to be really nice. I mean, I I loved the music that I used to sing um, back in the day. And there are a couple of songs on there, actually, that I'm I'm considering remastering and redoing as as me as my sort of like grown-up self, which will be really interesting. Um, So hopefully they'll they'll be in there as sort of a a special on the album well looking forward to mm, that that'll thanks. be great you'll have to come back <laughs> of and, course uh, I'd and, love and to. bring the album in and uh, let's play some of the tracks I would love that and I think you're going to be kind enough to come into the Sandbeer bookshop with us next year yes and absolutely. do a set which would be great by the way if people want to see or hear more of you you're on YouTube Is have you got a website or anything else or any form of other social media Facebook so and... yes so I'm on Instagram on Facebook um, on YouTube um, biggest sort of place to find me is, 
Instagram and Facebook, really. Um, and I do a lot of updates on there about where I'm going to be gigging because I sort of gig all over London so people can come and can come and watch. Where's your favourite places to play in London? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, the thing is, it's quite hard because of the places where I performed back a few years ago. Places like the Hammersmith Apollo and things yeah. like that, which are insane as a performer to, to sing at. Um, so places like that are obviously my favourites. But I've been sort of scaling it back and doing club nights and, and things like that, which but are really I fun. I think the intimate nights like that yeah. are probably great fun, aren't they? When the Lovely. audience really come and they're respectful of you. That's, yes. You know. and, it's, and it's nice and people actually feel a little bit more yeah, closer to you. I think it's more connected then. Yeah, it? 100%. Well, yeah bit more real yeah yeah and what's the next track we're gonna have next one is called bust your windows and it's my cover of jasmine saunders song. i bust the windows out your car and no it didn't in my broken heart i'll probably always have these ugly scars but right now i don't care about that part I bust the windows out your car After I saw you laying next to her I didn't want to but I took my turn I'm glad I did it cause you had to learn Oh no, I must admit it helped a little bit To think of how you'd feel when you saw it I did it, I had that much strength I'm glad you see what happens when You see you can't just play with people's feelings Tell them you love them and don't mean it You'll probably say that it was juvenile But I think that I deserve to smile Great track. Uh, do like that. Played it a few times, actually. Since <laughs> Thank I you. Uh, really good. Uh, great track. Now, Mum, going back to Mum a moment, we know Mum is uh, very involved in many, many things, but she also loves to support charities. And I believe you yourself also do similar. Yes. Um, my mum is, uh, is very much, she's incredibly giving and generous, and she always supports where she can. And from a young age, actually, she has always supported the homeless in London and it must have rubbed off on, on my sister and I because um, I am very lucky to be a patron of an amazing charity called Solutions for Homeless and the the, the clues in the name, they come up with sort of solutions and, and things for people who are living rough on the streets in London and over the past three or four years now we've done a huge charity drive over Christmas where we deliver Christmas sacks um, to those sleeping rough on the streets in London amazing. and it's it's honestly it's one of my favourite things to do ever it, it brings me so much joy and it, it I spend the whole day crying because it's just so so emotional <laughs> but humbling, just to do it? very humbling and just to do something give back a little bit yeah. and our family are um, we love Christmas and we always go 
overboard and we always get each other loads of silly little presents and it just a few years ago really clicked in my head that you know we give each other all these little gifts and we really should be giving back to the people who don't have anywhere to go at christmas time so i'm a patron of of theirs now and we're doing uh the charity drive again this year so we didn't get a chance to do it last year because of um covid, COVID restrictions yeah. but we're back this year with a bang and the aim this year is to give out 150 christmas sacks to those sleeping rough on the streets which seems like a big number and then you realize they go within yeah, an hour really and you quick. think god there's so yes. many thousands of people who haven't yeah. got anywhere to go sadly the it's case. very very sad <laughs> but it's it's something we want to do and we want to keep doing it forever and ever and this year we're aiming we've got a just giving page to raise money for the charity itself and then we have an amazon wish list which is all the things that people can buy to go into the christmas sacks oh i was gonna ask you how it worked yeah that- so we we have a big red bus so we have a london bus yeah and we have on the side of it um it says to london with love and that was kind of our our sort of like our hashtag for the mm-hmm. first few years that we've been using and we we pile them all up and the bus is full to the brim of these big sacks and we get sleeping bags it's you know hand warmers bottles of water anything that we can do just yeah. to make things a little bit easier for people yeah. and it's amazing the local communities are have got behind us so much and they've been incredible over the past few years and all the money that we've been trying to raise has just gone up and up and up and up so this year we've we've set a target of raising five thousand pounds in six weeks and on the 11th of December, which is a Sunday, we're going to be setting off and going around London in our big red bus. Wow. And it's usually, well, usually, I hope they do it again this year. It's been picked up by ITV News for the past few years we've done it. And they've sort of followed us around town and, uh, and put it on the news so everybody can see, which is, fantastic. which is just That's what we what want. You need, you need just it. Yeah, raising absolutely. that awareness. And it's something that everybody knows about, right? Everyone knows there's people yep. who, who sleep on the streets, but it's really actually seeing it up close in person and seeing how grateful people are is, is something else. So I'm very, yeah, very, feel very honoured to be part of part of their charity. Fantastic, Talia, Lovely to have you in the studio today. Thank you. Good so luck much. with the 22 tracks in 2022. <laughs> Thank you very now, much. Now we're going to set your challenge. Every time one comes out, you've got to drop us a text. Yes, absolutely. Then we so, can find it on YouTube yes. and we can play it on the program. Yes, we'll do that. <laughs> so I will that's absolutely a deal. do that. Thank yeah, you very much. 100%. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, and good luck with the new album as well in 2023. Thank you. What's the final track that we're going to hear from you today? Final track today is uh, "So Sick," which is a neo cover from back in the 90s R&B era, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you very much.
very good. That is uh, so sick. It's the acoustic version by Talia Jansen. Uh, Talia's going to be joining us next year at the Sam Beer Bookshop. We'll let you know when that'll be uh, so you can come along and hear her play live. Mm-hmm. 